Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and every Sunday is Psalm Sunday. I'll be reading one or two psalms and explaining how they point to Jesus Christ and the good news of his true salvation and or Bible prophecy. I'll also show you how to pray the psalms. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. As you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in the hope, joy, and peace that only the living God, Jesus Christ, can give. Be blessed. Psalm 41, how to live your life blessed by God. Sometimes we don't feel blessed. We could be sick, going through a hardship, having financial difficulties, or just feeling lost and lonely. King David wrote this psalm when he was ill and weakened. A rebellion brewed, and he was on the brink of losing his kingdom. In addition, his son Absalom was plotting to seize his throne. Yet, he knew he could turn to God. So can you. Let's dig in. Psalm 41. Blessed are those who have regard for the weak. The Lord delivers them in times of trouble. The Lord protects and preserves them. They are counted among the blessed in the land. He does not give them over to the desire of their foes. The Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. I said, have mercy on me, Lord, heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, when will he die and his name perish? When one of them comes to see me, he speaks falsely while his heart gathers slander. Then he goes out and spreads it around. All my enemies whisper together against me. They imagine the worst for me, saying, a vile disease has afflicted him. He will never get up from the place where he lies. Even my close friend, someone I trusted, one who shared my bread, has turned against me. But may you have mercy on me, Lord. Raise me up that I may repay them. I know that you are pleased with me, for my enemy does not triumph over me. Because of my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Starting off blessed. This psalm starts with the same word as Psalm 1. Blessed. The book of Psalms is divided into five smaller books, and this psalm is the last one in the first of the books. Interestingly enough, Jesus starts off his Sermon on the Mount with the same word, and we find this in Mark chapter 5, starting with verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. 
Jesus was betrayed like David was. David's own son betrayed him as did other close associates. Centuries later, Jesus was betrayed by Judas, fulfilling verse 9. Moreover, Jesus quoted it in John 13, verse 18. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill the passage of scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. Similarly, Jesus suffers because of sin, just like David did, although not his own sin. I turn to the folks that spoke in gospel for insight. I quote, the prophet Isaiah says that Jesus' suffering was for our sin and his stripes were for our sickness. We find that in Isaiah 53. Only when Jesus died under the weight of our sin and sickness did he rise from the dead. Like David hoped, Jesus' integrity means he now lives in God's presence forever. Jesus' death and resurrection proved the point of his Sermon on the Mount. Victory belongs to the weak who trust in God. And the same is true for us. If we are betrayed, weak, sick, or sinful, we are precisely the type of people God delights to save. When we trust God and his words, our withering stops. Jesus plants us in his presence the way a good gardener plants a tree by rivers of water. Let's find that in Psalm 1. Um, everyone who loves Jesus and does what he commands will thrive. Wholeness, peace, and stability are offered to anyone who loves Jesus and follows his commands. Just like Jesus promises his disciples, his presence will be with us always, even until the end. That's the part of the uh, Great Commission, Matthew 28. And uh, end quote from Spoken Gospel. From everlasting to everlasting, eternity, blessed with eternal life. Our God exists from eternity past to eternity future. Jesus tells us this in the last book of the Bible, Revelation 1.8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. What do we do when we feel weak, beaten down by the trials of life? We look up. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, starting verse 7. In order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was giving, given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. <sighs> Increased per, uh, Christian persecution in the last days. Every Saturday, I do a weekly wrap-up of current news and items that match Jesus' predictions in his Olivet Discourse. Call it World Watch. And you can find the, uh, the link to the latest one in the sidebar of my blog. Or if you're in the podcast app, um, it was yesterday's podcast. And I'll do it again next Saturday if we're still here. Um, 
Consequently, Jesus warned us in the last days, we, his followers, would be persecuted, imprisoned, beaten, even killed. Each week, I write about Christians persecuted all over the world, including the U.S. and Canada. The stories are amazing. Nevertheless, no matter what we believers go through, we must stand firm in our faith, stand firm on the word of God, and most importantly, stand firm on the truth. How do you pray Psalm 41? Well, simply put it in your own words. So this is my version. Have mercy on me, Lord. Heal me for I have sinned against you. I am blessed because you protect and preserve my life and I am counted among the blessed of the land. Thank you for sustaining me when I was sick and restoring me to good health. Because of my integrity, you uphold me and set me in your presence forever. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. When Jesus died on the cross, he took away all our sins forever. Ultimately, that means your past sins are erased and even your future sins are forgiven. Therefore, if you truly believe this and trust Jesus completely, then all you need to do is what Peter told us to do in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So if you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit, feel his shalom, a peace that surpasses all understanding, and get a one-way non-stop ticket to heaven after you die or that you won't be left behind in the rapture, which can happen in any moment. Come, Jesus, come. What you have to do is invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and confident hope of eternal life. If you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog, click where it says, How to Know Jesus. And the bottom of today's blog, I, um, I embedded uh, three uh, songs, two of them we sang in church today, and their beautiful worship songs. And another one came to mind as one of the guys in my Bible study was um, kind of telling, telling his story. And I mean, this song just came to mind as he was talking. And so it was with me the whole day. And so I put it in this, Trading My Sorrows. And it fits perfectly with today's um, song. So, um, and that's what Christian music should do. It should take the word of the Lord, put it to music, so that we can sing praises to him. And it will, it could all, these muse, this music is also God speaking back to us because that's what his word is. His word is him speaking to us. He gave us the Bible. It's up to us to read it so we can understand what his will is for our lives. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. If you're just starting to read the Bible and prefer to hold a book in your hands rather than use an app, it's a good idea to get a study Bible. But which version or translation is best? There are too many to choose from. As a former Catholic, it helped me to have a Bible translation in plain, everyday English. When I first started going back to church, a well-meaning friend told me to get a King James Version. Well, guess what? I got frustrated with the these and the thousands, stopped reading it, totally defeating the purpose. 
Eventually, I got the new international version, and that was great for a new Christian to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily. Today, I also study from the New Living Translation. I'm an affiliate of Christian Book Distributors, and I've chosen two study Bibles that would be great for the new Christian believer. Check them out. The link is in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory.